All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast. Miami gets it done again in overtime. Another grinder of a game, 29-26 over Virginia. Found a way to win. Gabby, we'll get into the game, the flow of the game, the good, the bad, the ugly. But I want to start with kind of two areas that I thought were cool about the game um, as it progressed. Number one, just the ending. I thought it was cool how two true freshmen stepped up big time on each side of the ball to go a long way towards sealing that victory. So in the fourth quarter on Virginia's last possession, they kind of are driving the ball down uh, at midfield area. And on third and like eight, Ruben Bain comes up big with that elite motor of his and gets a sack on Tony Musket to Force the punt, which gave Miami the ball. They kneeled it to get it to overtime. And then in overtime, Mark Fletcher gets, I think, three consecutive carries, finds the end zone on an 11-yard tough touchdown run along the sideline, showed good contact balance to stay in bounds and get the win. So I, th- I thought it was cool how two of the higher-profile freshmen uh, came b- up big in the game. Just shows the importance of recruiting and stacking talent. That was good to see. The The other thing I thought that was cool, Gabby, was how Andy Borregales stepped up huge in this game. His field goals were 47, 50, and 48. They were all pretty pure, pretty right down the middle with plenty of distance. Uh, this was a game where he had to come up big, and he did. So those are just two areas I wanted to highlight here on the front end. Now we can get into the good, the bad, and the ugly, Gabby. I'll let you take it wherever you want to take it in that regard. Yeah, I, I think we need to just talk about the the quarterback performance from Tyler Van Dyke. Obviously not his finest day. Um, you know, finished the, the day 20 of 30 passing. So, I mean, still pretty high percentage, 67%, zero, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Could have been three. And, um, you know, obviously not Tyler Van Dyke's best best effort uh you know i i I feel like just especially just how this is kind of happening i think it's seven interceptions now over the past three games eight interceptions over the past three games heading into and you know just a back half eight turnovers over the past three games going into the back half of the season i just feel like you know this is and i think that there's something to miami finding a way to win despite that um you know obviously uh it was not great day from your quarterback um and found a way, gutted that thing out. And I think, uh, you know, definitely we got to, you know, tip our cap to Miami for finding a way to do that. But, man, I mean, just really – and just the way that the interceptions are coming, obviously it seems like they're very questionable decisions, just balls that shouldn't be thrown or the timing's just incredibly off. Um, I, I, I think it's just obviously crucial to figure out this Tyler Van, Van Dyke conundrum and and I guess why it's just not kind of working out what defenses are doing that are causing him to be so because he had such clean pockets and we were talking about it just over the course of the game David that it seemed like he just had an eternity to throw at times it wasn't like he was being pressured and rushed into a decision it seems like he just made bad throws like just not great decisions and you know I think that's the part of it that's so frustrating um so didn't want to be like negative you know come out on here and be negative um but I think that's just like Honestly, aside from the win and, you know, those points that you made, I mean, Andres Borgales being put in that situation, is it, that's a big ask. 
uh, you know, for your, out of your kicker. That's a big ask from like NFL kickers to have to kind of go and, you know, tack on nine points, uh, three 45 yard plus field goals. Um, one of them just in, yeah, two in the, two in the fourth and one of them just like crucial. Like you have to take your team to overtime by nailing this kick. And this comes, uh, you know, two years removed from Andres Borgales being in a very similar situation as a true freshman against Virginia on, I guess it was the opposite or maybe it was the same field goal, but like, you know, he slipped, he slipped and, you know, missed a field goal. And, you know, that was a tough moment for him. And to come back two years later and to nail three really deep field goals and one extreme, well, all of them really clutch, but especially this last one, extremely clutch to send it into overtime, give his team a chance to win, uh, was a really cool moment for him. So that's awesome, uh, that Andres Borgales performance and, you know, just that sort of full circle, um, you know, situation for him. So, yeah, that's my Tyler Van Dyke rant uh, for the night. No pushback for me on that. Tyler definitely wasn't good enough. Um you know, look, he t- he played today with a brace on his knee, but if you're out there playing, we got to judge you as a starting quarterback. And regardless of what you're playing through, it wasn't good enough today. The first pick to me, Gabby, he had like two or three guys open, and I'm not going to criticize it, him for targeting Restrepo because I do think Restrepo was also open on that play. He just severely underthrew it. And if he pushes that ball and leads Restrepo into the end zone, I think it's a touchdown. Uh, the, the second pick was just forcing it into, I mean, it wasn't open. Uh, I think maybe he expected it to be a zone coverage. It was a man coverage on like a wheel route, and it was just not open. So hard to understand that one. And then the one he got away with that was dropped by Virginia was another forced throw just down the middle of the field. So... Uh, Miami got away with losing. I believe they lost the turnover battle today, but they were able to find a way to win. That's not going to be the case in the majority of these remaining games. So Tyler's got to clean up a lot of stuff moving forward. Um, And again, you mentioned it. Like The offensive line, by my count, just watching the game live, I didn't notice. I was kind of tracking this because, you know, Tyler was playing through an injury type of thing. He wasn't touched by a Virginia player until there was four minutes left in the fourth quarter. So offensive line more than did their job. I think we got to give A.J. Allen some flowers too. His 26-yard hurdle touchdown definitely sparked things, kind of got things going there in the third quarter when things were so flat in the first half for the Hurricanes. Um, And so that was big. And then obviously the defense came up big with Cam Kitchens immediately. Uh, getting a pick six touchdown to give Miami the lead seven I, I forget the score 17 to 10 maybe at that time of the game so how about the defense Gabby to me it was an interesting defensive performance I think it was good enough to win but it was frustrating from the standpoint of they started slow they were lethargic Virginia scored on their first drive of the game um, and also too Miami's defense didn't necessarily do anything to take away Virginia's strengths and what they wanted to do. Wide receiver Malik Washington had plenty of production. Virginia had good enough production running their outside zone runs. In the first half, they were definitely staying ahead of the chains. And so that put Miami's defense in some tough situations where they couldn't get off the field on third and short. As the game progressed, Miami got them more and more into third and longs. 
And I believe the Hurricanes finished the game with six sacks. So the totality of the game, I think the defense definitely did a good enough job to win the game. This was a game where the offense struggling really made the game closer than it should have been on paper. Overall, I think the defense had a solid day. Not their best day, of course, but it was it was solid. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think it, it, it definitely was good enough to win. But, I mean, you even look at, the, like, the amount of time they spent on the field, just, you know, the time possession, 34 minutes, 36 seconds in favor of Virginia. That's compared to 25 minutes, 24 seconds for, for Miami. So, I mean, they definitely were on the field a ton. And I d- agree just coming out of the gate. Uh, it felt like Virginia kind of went tempo. And I think that's an area that Miami kind of still struggles with at times uh, when they kind of speed things up and just go. And I feel like over the course of the game, they did struggle uh, at times with that. But, again, and I think if you're just looking at, at the overall raw numbers, uh, you know, this they had six sacks on the day, they had 10 tackles for loss, and they had a pick six. I think if your defense gives you that level of effort, um, you know, I think that that's a, a, that's a defensive effort that's – yeah, and, and and exactly, and you know, twenty three points. I mean that that should in college football in the you know in the ACC, uh, you know I think that that needs to be good enough. I think that's a good enough performance for you to to go out and and win a game. So uh, you know I think the defense again over the course of four quarters, the big picture of it, I definitely think they played well enough for Miami. I do think Virginia, uh, you know, I think they converted a lot of frustrating third downs at times. Um, you know that extended drives. And I think on that first drive that they that they had that they scored, I think they converted on a third and long, that third and 13, and that led to them eventually scoring a touchdown. So I think that that's, um, you know, I think that that was definitely something that was that was frustrating. Um, Malik Washington finished the so yeah Virginia's best receiver. Uh, everyone knew he's their top playmaker, and the frustrating thing with that is. He still finished the game with 12 catches, 152 yards. Um, so to me, that's the most frustrating thing defensively, that that they didn't really contain that like you would hope. I mean, he was going to get his yards. He was going to get his targets. Um, really, a lot of it came on that 64-yarder where Cam Kitchens just missed the tackle along the sideline there. So that was disappointing. Um, again, overall... Not, the, not a good performance by Miami, but they found a way to win. There is value in that. With the win, Miami is 6-2. and two. They are now bowl eligible, which is a step forward, of course, year over year. And um, I'll get out of here on that. I don't know if you have anything else to add. Recruiting-wise, Gabby, there was an offensive lineman that's interesting if you want to go into that. Yeah, uh, Markel Bell, the junior college offensive lineman, uh, listed at six foot eight and a half, three 340 pounds. Uh, you know, definitely looks every single bit of that. So uh, he was in attendance. Uh, Jordan Lyle, the Ohio State running back commit. He was also back here at Miami. That's third game that he's taken in this week. And I think those two are really the story, uh, you know, especially, you know, just as far as a, you know, sense of urgency from Miami. I think those are the two biggest names who were in, uh, were in Hard Rock Stadium here on Saturday. And, and uh, you know, definitely stay tuned for more of the recruiting coverage over the course of the weekend. All right, we'll get out of here on that. We're popping balloons here in Club Live. I appreciate everyone for listening. Sorry for any ambient noise in this instant reaction. Um, Miami got the win. That's what matters most. Until next time, take care.